Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, Sherry Blair and Company, where we discuss social issues affecting the community at large. And now our host, Sherry Blair. As we all experienced, 2020 was an explosive year in more ways than one. While we battled COVID-19, something a vaccine can now help to contain, we still battle the social cancer of racism. We watched in horror as George Floyd was murdered all over our television screens over and over again. Sadly, we don't lose people of color only to police brutality. The data shows us that black infant mortality is higher health disparities run rampant, hunger and starvation kills millions, and living in poverty shortens the lifespan. The Ku Klux Klan still breeds its hateful spawn and runs rampant on United States soil. Even COVID-19 is harming and killing more people of color. If this isn't a pandemic, then I don't know what is. Sadly, there is no miracle vaccine for racism. Can you imagine what the world would be like if we worked this hard to end racism? What would it be like if we invested time, money, behavioral changes, and implemented governmental policies to end racism like we are doing with COVID-19? Imagine a world where there's a lockdown to avoid the atrocities of racism. Think about what it would be like if we could inoculate the hatred and ignorance out of people. What does it mean to be anti-racist? One who supports a policy that opposes all forms of oppression and discrimination against a person of color, including stereotypes and myths that uphold whiteness as an ideal and any other race as secondary or less than through their actions and commitment to equality. I would love to inject people with compassion and empathy to give them the lens to see another perspective and to consider for a moment what it would be like to experience multi-generational racism. I wish I could penetrate their anger and disgust that is locked into a fixed mindset. Imagine all the people living life in peace, as John Lennon said, The truth is there is a solution, a self-made vaccine we can choose to swallow that allows us to embrace diversity. I always loved Audre Lorde's words in this light. It's not our differences that divide us. It's our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. Easier said than done, considering that racism is embedded in our culture and changing culture is literally one of the most difficult things to change because it involves the will of human beings. Even if we could implement a cease and desist executive order, it would still not rid humanity of the hatred, ignorance, and disturbing blindness that exists. It needs to come from a heart, mind, and spiritual connection, and only you can make that choice. It is my hope that I can inspire you to do that. 
even if you are a person that intentionally lives in the spirit of world peace, you can still do more. You can choose to go deeper and to take more strategic action to influence the people in your life. You can become a leader to influence more followers. It is no easy task and it can be daunting. It won't change in our lifetime. However, it is incumbent upon all of us to leave a footprint on the path toward a greater humanity. One part of the solution is the practice of universal love, something that is part of our ancient wisdom. While this may sound fluffy, I propose that our government invest in anti-racist campaigns and create policies and procedures. Not only do we need to raise awareness on the subject matter, we need to take powerful, actionable steps in our homes, in our schools, communities, and workplaces. Unfortunately, changing culture and mindset is rather difficult. It won't be easy. Nothing worth fighting for ever is. Like Dr. Martin Luther King, I have a dream that someday all children of the world are loved and accepted regardless of race, gender, ability, sexual orientation, and all the other isms that band together to oppress people. I too have a dream that all people will have access to the same opportunities. The work needs to continue. What are you willing to do? Here are some strategies to get you started. Number one, explore your personal views and beliefs about race. Perhaps there was racism in your childhood home, but you choose not to perpetuate it. Understand that still means you have been infected with racist ideology. Number two, educate yourself on the disparities connected to racism. Learn more about how data tells the truth. Number three, explore the teachings in race theory about how race is a person-made construct. Identify the stereotypes that exist and work to dispel them. Number four, spend time with someone who is different than you. Break bread together. Number five, take a stand and let your voice be heard. Don't shy away from the topic. Number six, be intentional about your words and actions and come from a place of love and compassion. Number seven, make this a practice at home, work, and in your social life. Number eight, advocate for political and social change at all levels. In closing, I feel blessed that my mom chose my Aunt Katie as her best friend because I believe that shaped my heart forever. My Aunt Katie is a woman of color and I always referred to her sons as my brothers and they referred to me as their sister. I only knew love when I saw my Aunt Katie and I never remembered her as being black until my teenage years where I became disturbingly aware of racism and the hateful things that were said about black people, including senseless jokes. I love and celebrate her and learn from her as the unique human being that she is. 
The difference in our skin color does not overpower our love and respect for one another. As a child, I only saw her love and she saw mine. As an adult, I chose to raise my son in a more diverse community, and he has friends that are unique and colorful in all brilliant ways. I had to take a stand at times to say no to having him exposed to racist teachings. I used a wonderful book that taught white parents how to take everyday acts against racism in the hope that I could do my best not to raise another white privileged male. At some point, I realized this, the more we live together, we love together because when we are intentional about seeing beyond the color of our skin, we see the heart and soul of the unique human being in front of us. And from that place, we can recognize and celebrate one another and move toward a peaceful humanity. Thank you for listening. This is Sherry Blair.